I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to the Insights episode of the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer. This week, I want to talk to you about a Scandinavian word that I discovered very recently. And bear with me, if you're Scandinavian, you hear me pronounce this, please forgive me. But I believe it is Arbeitsgleather. Arbeitsgleather. And this is the idea, or it's the word, Scandinavian word for happiness at work. And I was interested in this because there's a a particular website I follow that introduces us to words that don't exist in any other language, but their native language. We don't have a word for happiness at work. Unusual might be the glib answer, but we don't have a specific word for it. So I was interested in that. And I started to think about happiness at work because that's something I've been thinking about a lot at the moment, particularly in the you know professional life with body shop performance. We do a lot with businesses to help them create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and really underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. So when I saw the word, I was immediately taken and drawn to it. And I want to talk to you a bit about how you can create some of that Arbeit's Gleather, that happiness at work in your own career or your own role. And there's a few ideas I've got for you. I think happiness at work is probably 50% defined by the environment you're in, the job you work in, the people you work with, and so on. And probably 50% of what goes on in your own head and your own attitude towards that role. And that latter bit is the bit that you can change. You can alter the emotional soundtrack that's going through your head as you walk into work, as you spend your day in, in your workplace, whether that's a van going around the country or an office or a factory or whatever it is, you can change that emotional soundtrack. And that's one of the really powerful things that I find about meditation. It helps you to change the emotional soundtrack that's going on in your mind in relation to a particular event. But that's kind of a side note. So what what can you do to create more happiness at work? Well, I think it comes back in part to some things that I have talked about before, but not really brought together in this way. And one of them is heartfulness. Heartfulness, actually, I'll define that in a second. The reason I think that this concept is important is because a lot of the time work can just take over, you know, that elusive work-life balance that people talk about, which is not actually a term I'm very keen on. I quite like work-life blend because it is very much a blend now. The days of going to the factory, punching in and punching out and coming home and not thinking about it are kind of over. Technology has intruded into our personal lives and it's it's just blended everything. So really it's a work-life blend. But even if we talk about looking for the elusive work-life blend, it's still true, I think, that work can dominate. And for a lot of people, they find that it's, I just get home and I don't have time to do anything else or no energy to do anything else. It's just work, work, work. So the reason heartfulness is relevant is that it, it creates a little bit more of that blend back in favor of you and your personal life. So the concept, if you've not heard me talk about it before, is twofold. Firstly, it's about reconnecting with something you used to love. So I've, I used to love tennis. I used to love reading theater 
And I found at one point in my city career, back in 2012 and earlier, that I just was running out of time to do those things. And I lost interest in them. My life became quite one-dimensional. And I think this is probably true of a lot of people and maybe you listening. So heartfulness is about reconnecting with something you used to love and just making some time for it in the week, whether it's five minutes or an hour or whatever. It's just bringing something back in that you like, that you love, that makes you feel passionately about and lights you up. That's one thing. So to give you some real life examples of clients I've worked with, it's been oil painting, knitting, balsa aeroplanes. It's, it doesn't matter what it is. If you used to love it and you just find you haven't got time to do it anymore, you need to bring it back in. Exercise is a really popular one there as well. And the other side of heartfulness is taking us entirely out of self and doing something that's about somebody else. So in my instance, that is fundraising. I fundraise for Alzheimer's research and I donate my time to a charity called Diversity Well Models. And both of those things are deeply rewarding. The things I do that I love that have nothing to do with work make me feel more balanced. So when I do get to work, I feel happier because I don't feel like it's the only thing I'm doing and I'm trapped in this, this hamster wheel of work home, work home, work home. And then doing something for someone else takes you totally out of self. You aren't thinking about you anymore and your time pressures or your lack of headspace or anything. You're, you're focusing on someone else or something else that's bigger than you. So that's, a, I think, a really powerful concept to think about when you relate to happiness at work. A couple other things that I've also talked about recently. Some of the underappreciated aspects of well-being. Autonomy is one. Can you regain a little bit of autonomy? And one way of doing that is to practice heartfulness. If you do that, you'll find that you're taking control of your life a little bit more rather than being reactive and just jumping whichever direction work demands that you jump in. And I think looking ahead at your schedule and thinking, well, what can I take out of that schedule at the weekend so I'm a little bit more recovered for the week? Not missing out on stuff, but just giving yourself appropriate recovery. Taking control is autonomy. And I understand that in a lot of jobs, we have limited autonomy because we dance to somebody else's tune. We work for someone else who pays us to do a certain role. But there are elements perhaps that you can take control of. Maybe you ask to have a little bit of work from home time and that gives you much better work-life blend, better well-being because you're not doing a commute. Just ask. Only it's showing autonomy and you'll either get a yes or you'll get a no or you'll get a maybe. It would be open for discussion. Variety is another underappreciated aspect of well-being. And I think, again, if you bring heartfulness into your life, you have that greater variety. We weren't particularly designed to do single tasks or just have one thing going on in our lives. And I definitely didn't. I love the variety of what I do, whether it's podcasting, running a business, delivering business work, I polish up for business work into corporates, working with coaching clients. And then I've got all my other personal interests like sport and spinning and reading and listening to podcasts and, and all that kind of stuff. Having variety is also key. And if you can have a bit more variety in your workplace or more variety in your work, then that will also help to create more our bites together, more happiness at work. Now, I want to finish off with a few words of wisdom from someone who I, who I love, Elizabeth Gilbert, best known probably for Eat, Pray, Love, but she's written some fantastic books recently. Big Magic is a really good book. I will link to that one in the show notes. But she had this to say about the difference between a job, a career, and a vocation. A job is something that you do. Elizabeth Gilbert's worst words are, you go and do it. Give them the thing you're giving them and take the money in return. That is the exchange. That's the job. And she says again, don't just recognize your job doesn't have to be your whole life. Your life can be outside of that. 
And she then has this to say about a career. A career is a job that you are passionate about and that you love. A career is something you're willing to make sacrifices for. You're willing to work extra hours for. You're willing to put your life on hold for this thing because you believe in the mission of what your career is. So that's a career. And she said, you should love your career or not have one. And then on vocation, she says, a vocation is a calling. A vocation is a divine invitation. A vocation is the voice of the universe in your ear saying, we want you to do this thing. Use your talents and gifts and make this thing. Now I'll link to this particular page where I found these quotations as well, but I really like that. The other thing to consider when you think about happiness at work is what is work? Is it a job? Is it a career or is it a vocation? Because if it's a vocation or a career, you need to be happy within it. You absolutely do. But if it's a job, maybe you can look at it differently. So I'm not happy in my job, but it's a job. It gives me money that enables me to have this lifestyle and to do the things that I want to do outside of that. Because what I think is that we tend to put all our focus on what we do for a living. My key question when I used to meet someone new is, what do you do? Because I thought I could tell so much from their answer, but actually that's rot. The better question would be, what inspires you? What motivates you? What do you look forward to doing in the morning? What would you look back at the end of your life and say, I did that. I loved that. What do you want to hold on to beyond anything else? rather than what do you do? And a job is just that. So to think about what you do at work and is it a job, is it a career or a vacation? And maybe just change the way you look at it. Maybe that might elucidate a little bit more happiness at work. So that is it. Let me know what you think about this one. You can drop me an email at leanne at bodyshopperformance.com. I've been getting quite a lot of emails on the back of podcasts recently and I absolutely love getting those. I will reply to all of them. So feel free to drop me a note. Alternatively, share this episode with anyone who ought to listen to it, who it may benefit and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. If you haven't done so already, we would be very grateful. The ratings and reviews really help us get noticed on iTunes. So you'd be doing us a great service if you were to do that. That's it from me. As always, I'll talk to you next week and all the best. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on take the test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.